0: A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.
1: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Good morning, I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report with you this Wednesday morning. Today looks like it'll be in the mid-70s and windy, at least in the Madison area. I saw some hail reports yesterday from around Wisconsin. Egg meteorologist Stu Muck will be on with our here, egg weather update and more on that. Be sure to tune in to highlights from the latest crop progress report from the USDA. It looks like pasture and hay benefited from below normal precipitation this past week. Also in the hour, Farm Director Pam Yonke will be chatting with Val Gaffney of the Wisconsin Beef Council. And Wednesday also means an update from Steffis Auction Group. Thanks for listening along with me as we kick things off this Wednesday morning.
1: Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural keeping Wisconsin strong.
3: Well, one comparison we always seem to hear about is comparing beef cattle production in the West versus the Midwest. But one that we maybe don't hear as much about is in Alaska. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Bob, you got a chance to talk with some Alaskan beef producers. And what did you find out? We found out a
4: lot of interesting things, Aaron. And you would have enjoyed talking to him as well with your background in the beef industry. Bob Osole here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And while we were in Alaska, we visited to a gentleman named Scott Mugridge, and he came to Alaska to raise beef cattle and grow hay with his family. They're near Delta Junction. And before that, they farmed and raised cattle in Illinois and Nebraska. I asked Scott about the major differences of farming in the lower 48 and in Alaska. And he said, basically, it's simple, kind of a surprising answer of Alaska, being behind the times, particularly in one certain
5: area. We're just... Fifty or more years behind you guys in a lot of things. Technology hasn't re- quite reached us, uh, you know. Um, in what area, what aspect are you talking? Well, we don't have like guidance systems that on our tractors yet because our satellite interference here is pretty high with the mountains and the trees and everything. Uh, we don't have very good internet coverage here yet. Our dealerships lack in in the software and stuff to work on new new and and, and high tech equipment. So we just we don't have it yet. We're still farming with. 1980s and 90s tractors and stuff but you know as far as potential for agriculture I think it's here just just not came yet you know it's just a little behind us as far as the potential it's here what does it need to get here further infrastructure we've got to have an investment in infrastructure here whether it's you know some type of manufacturing or, or all types of manufacturing as a matter of fact but um Production plants, you know, slaughter for livestock, production for vegetables, um, malting of barley for beer. Uh, we don't have that. We got lots of little breweries and things. We import all of our barley, and yet we can grow great barley here. So, you know, we need those. We need those infrastructure things. We need we need that side of ag to come in and help too. And uh, that's what we need to grow. We got millions of potential acres for ground. And it's all ag covenant land, so our land prices are cheap and available for anybody.
4: So what's holding it back? Are you getting help from Juneau? Where's
5: where's the, the dislodgement here? I suppose maybe we're we're not getting as much help as we could from Geno, and part of that's our you know we're so reliant on oil. We're 95 percent reliant on oil or more, and oil prices have been in a slump for some years. So we're short in the budget, you know, and we're always fighting that budget deficit. So we're not we're not getting any investment dollars into anything new. We could diversify the income of Alaska so much with the acreage that's here that could be a natural resource development, but. We'll we'll see what happens down the road. I think this has got a great potential for being a breadbasket of the world someday. What brought you up here? The thrill, the challenge, the, the trying to develop agriculture. That that challenge, seeing that growth, seeing that come through. And and uh, you know we're leading we're leading the United States in growth in ag by by leaps and bounds. You know we had 36 percent more farms here in the last census. There was a three percent loss of farms in the United in the lower 48. We're leading it in, in at women in agriculture here. We're the highest uh, percentage state of women in agriculture. We're the highest percentage state with uh, veterans in agriculture. We, we've got lots of things going for us, and we're getting there slowly. Maybe not be as fast as I want it to be, but we're getting there. We're growing. We've, we've got the potential. Now, you're in the beef business here and uh, making hay for your beef cattle.
4: What are the challenges you face
5: specifically on your operation?
4: Well, just the high
5: cost of, of getting product here, you know, uh, services for, you know, uh, parts for tractors, um, wrap for your balers, you know, everything you can think of, we got to pay a transportation cost to get it here. And, um, you know, the cost of fuel here is terrible. We're, we're a dollar a gallon higher than, than most parts of the world. And th- those things are the biggest, you know, just makes everything cost more and it makes our end product. Have to bring more money,
4: but as you pointed out when you were talking to our group, tremendous potential for export
5: of agriculture products from here. Yeah, we're three thousand miles closer to Asia than you guys are, and 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 we're clean. We're a natural clean place. Our water's pure. We haven't we haven't been in agriculture for years. We haven't made those mistakes that maybe our grandfathers made in the '50s and '60s and '70s and in the lower '48. So. We're ahead of that, being environmentally conscious. We're already there. You know, we are we are environmental stewards of the land here, and uh, there's there's not a lot of us at this point, and so we've got room to do things right from now on too. As you feed cattle here in Alaska, you've been in the cattle business all your
4: life. What's the difference? I mean, the feed source is different. Uh, what what are the challenges
5: you have here, or advantages? How you look at it? I think it's an advantage. Uh, you know, we feed the plumpest, best barley. And, you know, we grow a not a neat barley here. It's 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 big, plump, beautiful grain. Our cattle finish really well. Real high percentage of prime cattle here. I don't know if it's all the sunlight or what is what we can attribute it to, but it's it is a great. I, I like my beef coming out of Alaska better than I do the stuff I raise in Nebraska. So what are you feeding here? What do you feed? That barley, obviously, but uh, what else? Barley and a mix of mix of different products that we make into silage through baleage. We can grow pretty near everything. Warm season grasses we struggle a little bit with. Corn's not a good product for us. Sorghum, sedan, those type of warm season things, but you know brassicas any of that stuff we can grow all the small grains that's are, are wonderful you know and uh, we grow such a wide variety I think we got 17 crops on this farm right now hmm. we grow peas for added protein don't need it our, our barley's from 12 to 14 percent protein we don't even have to add protein to our feed so but uh, we do grow some peas to just have a different aspect in our feed ration but. and you're kind of a A shade tree scientist, for
4: lack of a better term, as far as what you like to do out in the fields. Talk about some of the things that you're growing out there, as you mentioned. We're here, it's almost September, and you were
5: planting the other day, and this is Alaska. (laughs) We're trying some fall crops because we've had some success in our cover crop mixes with some fall crops uh... greening up and growing in the spring on us so we're, we've tried planting some fall crops this year on on their individual basis and and we fully expect it to work but cover crop wise we've tried about everything and we've not had many failures it, it's been very successful with diversifying our crop what's the cover crop mix what's the mix you use here oh gosh we've got clovers and brassicas and, and all kinds of different grasses and legumes. Uh, peas, we can grow peas like crazy, and they're high in protein and they yield huge. We've had seven tons of to acre silage off of peas. You know, this sunlight and these soils are unbeatable. We're, we're, we're predominantly in the arid desert. Uh, we get from 11 to 17 inches of rain a year. I think we average 14 inches of rain a year, but our soils hold hold moisture very well. And uh, we've seen we've seen excellent uh, progress in everything we grow, and I think you know, call it climate change, call it what you want, but it's good for Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> As uh,
4: you look at your cover crops, though, down in the lower forty-eight, we put in cover crops, then we kill them. You don't?
5: Don't have to. Yeah, we're going to get winter kill on them, or you know, we have had successes with these fall crops coming through in the spring. You know, we're, we're predominantly a no-till farm. We come in spray in the spray in the spring. Kill that out, plant into that green where we've had a root growing all winter in the soil, live root in the soil. We think it's awesome. You know, this this is what this is what the scientists tell us that need to be happening. It's happening here in Alaska too. We need more farmers up here, though. We absolutely need more farmers up here. Potential's wonderful for it, and young farmers I hear it all over the lower 48 can't get started, no available ground, can't afford the prices. It's a different situation here. You're talking about older model machinery that's affordable. You're talking about land that's covenanted uh, for agriculture, so the prices are, are kind of a solid steady. There's opportunity knocking here. And, and there's no taxes. And no taxes in this area, yes, sir. Yeah, no tax, no state tax and no real estate tax. But it does get 50 below. Ah, uh, that's a minor problem.
4: <laughs> Scott <laughs> Muckridge, the enthusiastic farmer here in the Delta Junction area, as we continue our travels through Alaska, I'm Bob Olson. Monona Plumbing and
6: Fire
7: Protection.
8: Summer savings are yours at Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection. Replace your water heater and softener in the same visit and get a $100 discount. We've got you covered 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for all your commercial and residential plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, visit mononapfp.com. Monona
1: Plumbing and- a name you can trust when service is a must.
6: How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer your natural beauty shine through visit us at Rejuvenation Clinic of Prairie.com.
7: if you
1: need to know about farming then you need to know pam yonke this is the midwest farm report with pam yonke
2: Good morning, Stephanie. Back here. Time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. We've got Stu Muck, Egg Meteorologist, on with us. Uh, Stu, what about that hail yesterday?
9: That was something else. But you know, with the big difference we have in the atmosphere, like there's going to be today, what difference? That air has cooled down overhead, especially today. Now that that cool front is through the one that dropped that hail, a lot of it around the Madison area from what I'm seeing, but over here near Fond du Lac and Oshkosh as well, the hail reports have come in. The front that brought that activity has cleared well off to our east. Lines up from Ohio, Indiana down to Southern Illinois. There's a lot of cool air that's built into the atmosphere now since that front's passage. And that means a very cool atmosphere. Today, as that heats up, as the sunshine does its job, as it should at this time of the year, it builds some instability in the atmosphere. We should be prepared, especially in northern Wisconsin, but down in the central part of the state as well, a scattered shower, maybe a very isolated thunderstorm. That's something that may pop up even quite late today or just into the evening hours I think the chance in Madison is very slight, and elsewhere it's just a very small possibility, so not a big deal, but there is a bit of a rain chance that may linger because of that heat we've seen. The rain was a little heavier over here in eastern Wisconsin, officially at the Fond du Lac Airport, 68 hundredths of an inch. I got a report from the far eastern edge of Fond du Lac County, near Banner, from Paul eighty nine hundredths of an inch fifteen hundredths of an inch at madison and not a whole lot elsewhere down in oconomowoc uh, west of of milwaukee twenty three hundredths of an inch we do expect today just that very slight rain chance otherwise some sunshine a cooler comfortable day for everybody in my neighborhood that started put chopping corn here from uh, later in the weekend and yesterday this is fantastic weather We can make a great deal of progress as we really expect the sunshine and the dry weather to stick around, not just today, but tonight, not into Friday and Saturday as well. That instability and low pressure trying to build in and finally from the northwest as we look toward the very late Sunday, uh, midday afternoon into Sunday night. A very small chance of a little scattered rainfall may pop up once again. So it really does appear a nice spell of weather from this Wednesday right into the weekend. Great for making hay, great for chopping corn silage, and just great for enjoying how very comfortable it is. Once we finally kind of shaken that very high heat and humidity, we had really not all that long ago. You know, it's only about a week and a half ago. We were still up there in the upper 80s for daytime highs. So these mid 70s and low 70s today, in fact, really sound pretty comfortable. A nice change. No, it's not the end of the summer season. That summer warmth, it's going to return. We warm it up back to well above normal again, even by Friday and Saturday. In fact, I'd expect some 80s around here on Saturday. So the summertime weather isn't that far away. We're just getting a little treat right now. I'll be back with our forecast details right after
5: this. When your favorites start the game, you can count on a win. Count on Interstate All Battery when you need your car, golf cart, and outdoor equipment to start. Interstate All Battery staying power delivers more going power. One store for all the battery energy you'll ever need. Rely on the Interstate All Battery Center to keep you in a starting position and always free battery testing. Just inside the Middleton Business Park, Interstate Batteries. Outrageously dependable.
1: We're Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select Ford trucks and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farmers.
2: Stephanie Hoff back with Egg meteorologist Stu Mock for our Compier financial Egg weather update. Stu, do any of those isolated showers coming up bring any surprises, such as that golf ball size hail that some people said uh, hit them?
9: We'll see anything like that, if it even happens here this afternoon, Stephanie, let's talk about a sunny, breezy Wednesday, pretty comfortable. In fact, just a little cooler than normal, a lot of mid seventies, maybe 76 or so at the cross for the warm spot today, the Northwest winds 10 to 20, even gusting around 25 overnight. Somewhat partly cloudy. There may be that sprinkly shower off to the north. Yet, Just in the evening, we drop into the lower 50s. The northwest winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny on Thursday. Again, low and mid 70s with the northwest winds at 5 to 10. Things start to change by Friday, sunny back into the upper 70s. a 78 or better in the west, south winds at 5 to 10. Like I said, Saturday, don't be surprised with sunshine and 80s, probably mid-80s with the southwest breeze. Suddenly that the summery feel is going to return. But like I've said from today right into the weekend, a dry spell overall. Yeah, there is that small sprinkle chance here late today or this evening. Otherwise, a dry spell great for hay and corn harvesting and and just getting things underway outdoors without having to be uncomfortable with a lot of heat. So, Stephanie, are you going to do something to enjoy it today?
2: Well, let's see. After this show, I'll probably go home and pick some more grapes, actually. Well, there you go. (laughs) Grape harvesting is best done in in the dry weather. But will will this heat be humid?
9: I think we'll feel it, we'll notice it on Saturday, especially with some of the moisture we have around, but it's not going to be that, you know, it's a a one-day hitter. I think we'll be able to get through it.
2: Good to hear. Thanks, Stu. That's your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit compere.com.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
8: At Blaine's Farm and Fleet, we know the value of good quality products. That's why we carry top brands at affordable prices. And right now, get even greater savings during our September Ag Stock Up event. Take $30 off Curt Class 3 hitches and adjustable channel mounts. Include special orders. And remember, we install. Pick up a 50-gallon square liquid transfer tank from Delta, just $229.99. Take $10 off DZ truck bed mats, regularly $99.99, now $89.99. Get rid of tough weeds fast with PBI Gordon LV402 4D Herbicide. Two and a half gallons, just 34 dollars Rewards members pay 29 dollars during our end-of-season sale while supplies last. No rain checks. And check out our end-of-season sale on King Cutter products. Get up to 15% off while supplies last. No rain checks. Plus, check out this great doorbuster deal. Take $3 off Diamond and Diamond Naturals 28 to 55 pound bags of dog food. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet.
9: Every customer that drives into our shop is a preferred customer. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. When you need service, we automatically hand you a preferred customer card. It's good for specials and discounts like a free oil change. And a courtesy inspection. TomsAutoCenter.com
1: Tom's Auto
8: off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from
1: McDonald's. If you talk they will hear you. Every single time. Now we're getting killed.
10: Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season.
3: Come on, it's a first
10: offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um,
3: nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so...
10: Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it too. I'm not saying that Matt's gonna be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he gonna know? You think kids that age really listen? (laughs) They never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think.
1: Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
6: On August 25th, 2021, the Madison Police Department was contacted by a Wisconsin resident living outside of Dane County. The reporting party told MPD that they received a call from a 608 area code. The caller identified himself as a fundraiser working on behalf of MPD collecting money for injured officers. When reporting the incident, the reporting party said they did not provide any money to the caller and that the caller hung up when the reporting party told them they were uncomfortable with the call. MPD is not involved in any telephone-based fundraising efforts and will not attempt to collect funds over the phone for any reason. MPD would like to remind residents to be extremely cautious of providing funds to anyone over the phone. Never provide funds in the form of gift cards and contact your local police department if you're suspicious of a call you have received. If you have any information regarding similar calls, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest.
1: If you talk and they will hear you Every single
10: time Now we're getting killed Yeah, well, Kyle's not here How come? Kicked off the team Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago Really? Yeah, zero tolerance He's out for the season Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of But why should that matter? He knew not to drink I've made it clear to Matt That's what we expect from him What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it too. I'm not saying that Matt's gonna be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he gonna know? You think kids that age really listen? (laughs) They never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than
1: you think. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
3: But, Zach, you had to get to Camp Randall because there was a football game. And the football game that was, wow, um, wow, a lot left to be desired. I'm just going to go right into it. What's up with Graham Mertz? Ooh.
11: That wasn't a great performance, right? No? That, mm. is, that, is, that, is that being kind? Yeah. Uh, I would say Graham did not have a good day. He would agree that he didn't have a good day. The offensive line, specifically Tyler Beach, did not have a good day. Tyler Beach said as much yesterday, said he played poorly. Uh, he owned it. Like, I think there's a mix between the offensive line and Graham. Uh, he didn't have a ton of, ton of time to throw, but when he did throw, uh, more often than not, it wasn't exactly what he was probably, uh, probably oh. what he needed to do, right? I mean, there, I mean, look, there are a number of throws and number of mistakes that stand out. You think about the Chesma uh handoff into his shoulder pad. Um, you know, you have the, the fumbled snap. Down on the goal line, you have the interception. You have the missed to Chimri DK down the middle. That would have been the game-winning touchdown. And then, obviously, the, the last second interception as well. It, just, it seemed like if his first read wasn't there, and this is the same issue that he had last year, if the first read wasn't there, uh, he panicked. And, um, you know, that's not ideal for a guy who's now, again, technically still you know hasn't even played a full season of football. This is, I believe, start number eight. So it wasn't great. No, it was not exactly what I think anybody was hoping for, and uh, most people were not expecting.
3: Yeah, that's kind of what I noticed, Zach. So obviously because our sports director didn't come down to our tailgate (laughs) and then the Badgers lost, I I, I had to continue to to drink away my sorrows. But after uh, keeping a level head and going and watching it back a couple days later, he did seem to lock on to one receiver quite a bit, and when that one receiver wasn't there, and then the pocket started to break down, yeah. he did seem to get up some happy feet and uh, not the same type of poise and confidence. Well, Zach, he did have some good throw. I mean, there wasn't many, but he did have some good throws in that game, did he not?
11: Yeah, no, he did. Like the drive, their touchdown drive, he went three for four, hit Danny Davis on that nice cross, that deep crosser. Um, you know, yeah, he had some. The dude can swing it. I, there's, I, I've seen it. We all, well. Some of us, all of us, have seen it. um yeah. He's a—he's got a great arm. He—he's accurate, but he just is not smooth right now. When he's not in rhythm, it's ugly, and it wasn't in rhythm very much. And you can blame—you can blame a lot of things on that. But I, I obviously you have to start with Grant, but then you have to look towards the offensive line, yeah, and, and they were a, a bit of a—a uh, a sieve, especially on the on the outside with Logan Bruss and and Tyler Beach, the two guys that you would expect to be your your stalwarts there, and they just didn't play very well. And, you know, I, you can excuse away, I think, Tyler Beach to an extent. And he only practiced like three or four times. Four, I think he said five times. Uh, he didn't play at all in, in fall camp for the most part because he's come back from a foot injury. So he was, and it was his second start ever at left tackle. Like, there were a lot of things going on there for him, and Bogan Bruss missed some time, too. But those are excuses, and we can, we, we made excuses all offseason for Graham Mertz, and then uh, on Saturday, it kind of blew up in your face.
3: Yeah, it did. Zach Halpern, a sports director, joining us right now. Zach, when it comes to some good, well, real quick, uh, Mertz, what was Mertz like after the game? Was Were you guys in person or was it Zoom stuff still?
11: No, it was in person. He was uh, he was subdued. I mean, he, I guess depending on how you want to read his body language and the way he was talking, some people thought he was pissed off, and I think that would probably be a very realistic uh, emotion for him. But he, he said he was hungry. But I, I thought he was pretty subdued. We usually get like a full, get a happy grand merch, like a very positive grand merch. Like even after the losses last year, it was still, there was still so much positivity with him. And it wasn't there after the game on Saturday. It was back yesterday when we had a chance to talk to him again. But yeah, it wasn't ideal. Uh, I should say it wasn't, uh, the, the
3: norm that yeah. we get from him. All right, so uh, let's talk some good then. I started with the negative, and there's some more, ne- like the line, you already kind of covered that. There were some breakdowns in the, the secondary. Real real quick, I guess, on one more negative, the defense, they gave it a couple big plays. I mean, uh, Jimmy Leonard's always had that uh, defense stout and tight. Uh, is there a concern moving forward for this defense, or is it just, you know, you know how wonky it was last year to now just kind of getting into the first game against a good opponent coming into Camp Randall uh, the first week?
11: Well, I mean, take away – Obviously, you can't take them away, but if you take away those three big plays, Penn State essentially did nothing on offense.
3: Yeah,
11: um, I think they had 35 yards. I think uh, Sun Clifford threw for 247, and 143 came on those three plays. Those, those three plays, in, you know, you, you can blame them. There's blame to go around, but it was miscommunication and, and coverage breaks. It wasn't necessarily physical. So, to me, I, yeah, you're always concerned when you get deep, deep like that, but it's also because... In their minds, they didn't get beat physically. They got beat mentally, and they'll be better, I guess.
1: Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: From the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. Market Advisor John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing says Hurricane Ida has been a wet blanket on the grain industry.
9: Concern in the grain markets, especially on on the shipping side now. We do have some reports that you know, some of the terminals are starting to get some movement here. They allowed some traffic to happen over the weekend, so that was encouraging to see. Still nowhere near capacity and what we need to uh, see that product get moving out. You know, Obviously, it's a very, very key port in terms of shipping overseas. That was the majority. Of where our grains were coming from. Over half of the grains that was being shipped on the export front was coming out of the Gulf. And, you know, that weighed on prices, especially in the corn markets here and, and the bean market as that storm was moving through. So that's still something we got to keep on the watch and see what's going on there. Obviously, we can shuffle grains to other ports. There's a port out of Alabama they can use, there's Houston, and then we get some things, product moving that way. But it, it's just the logistics of moving things around to get to those locations, ways.
2: He also says it's been a problem for moving products like fertilizer into the Midwest causing prices to jump. I'll be back with markets after this update from Steffes Auction Group.
0: It's Wednesday, and that means it's time for me to catch up with my friend Ashley Hewen from the Steffes Auction Group. I always remind you how that's spelled, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Now, you can also call their Wisconsin office, 920 442 56 Seventy-seven, And I'll repeat those numbers for you. Part of the reason why I want to repeat that contact information, Ashley, is, holy peapod, the value on our used farm equipment just continues to climb. And you know, as well as I do, with the harvest approaching, it's all about, let's get it done fast so they can still use it, huh?
7: That's right. You know, and, the, and we're still selling strong. We're still in the middle of the selling season here in the middle of September, um, but then it'll get quiet for a little bit before we do all of our after-harvest auctions. But you know, as we're looking today, there's still 120 auctions on the books as we speak right now.
0: Well, don't you think that even with the harvest underway, guys, because you guys are all online and make it easy for them to be able to search while they're driving that combine, they may be able to buy while they're harvesting.
7: You know, it never fails. We get tons of calls from either the tractor, the truck, or the combine saying, oh, I just saw this on there. I can't take my eyes off for too long, but tell me about that piece, and and how does that look? And, you know, if I was going to sell this today, what's that worth? So, you know, uh, farmers are always thinking ahead. They're always thinking, what's the next move? And and just pick up the phone. That's all you got to do. We're happy to talk it through with you.
0: Now, talk to me. Give me those numbers that we talked about last time, Ashley just so people realize how fast numbers climb when it comes to eyes on any piece of equipment. You guys have fantastic circulation, uh, both in direct email newsletters and your online catalog. It's just amazing, the reach.
7: Yeah, it is. You know, we send out over 80,000 catalogs, plus, uh, you know, we're emailed to our 100,000-plus registered bidders. Uh, If you don't get one or you don't, feel comfortable downloading you can always call we will mail one directly to you and put you on the list for everything uh, after that so there's all these ways ways to look at all of our auctions that are coming up and the way things are I don't know if it's going to replace sale bills or not but maybe someday
0: yeah yeah, we have to think about that. And, you know, the other thing about the Stuffus Auction Group is they take the time. They speak the same language as the farmer buyers that are out there or folks that might be in construction. They take the time. And that's part of the reason, Ashley, why Stuffus Auction Group just got another important award.
7: You know, we were voted best place to work right here in Litchfield, and that's that's pretty important. And and our employees are happy, you know, and and we're so thankful that we get to work in agriculture because, uh, you know, it's such a great group of people. And most of us come from farms and, and we understand what's going on. And so we're always looking for people like us, right? People that can do equipment sales or construction sales and people that want to be auction coordinators. We're just always looking for good people, that can give our clients the best auction experience possible.
0: And now you know they're a great place to work. If you didn't already guess that, that's Ashley Hugh along with us from the Steffes Group. Again, take a look at all the sales online or better yet, get in contact with them and send them your resume. Steffes, that's S T E F F E S group.com or call Ashley's office direct 320 93 71 or remember they've got a Wisconsin office 920-442-5677 become a part of the Steffes Auction Group
4: The Wisconsin Soybean Association works hard to share the voices of Wisconsin soybean growers at the state and national level, and you can become a member at badgerbean.com. Besides a voice in Washington, WSA members receive free seed, discounted event tickets and products, not to mention news on the latest in soybean research and technology. And being a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association also makes you a member of the American Soybean Association. So join today at badgerbean.com and help the Wisconsin Soybean Association go to work for you.
2: I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, back with your market update. According to the latest report from the USDA, conditions fell this week for corn, soybeans, and potatoes after a week of below-normal participation. Hay and pasture conditions rose. From Chicago, December corn is sitting at five twelve and a half, up one and three quarters. November soybeans are up four and a half at twelve eighty one and a half. Wheat is down five and three quarters at seven oh one and three quarters. On the close yesterday, barrel cheese was up three and three quarters at a dollar forty-three. The forty-pound black cheese was unchanged from the day before at a dollar seventy-three and a half. Double A butter was down a penny at a dollar seventy-eight and three quarters. Currently, September milk is up 4 cents at 1677 a hundredweight. October milk is unchanged at 745. And now farm director Pam Yankee will round out this Wednesday morning with an update from the Wisconsin Beef Council. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam
0: Yankee. Hey, are you ready to party with Luke Bryan on the farm? Well, so am I. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee inviting you to join me for a little pre-show party happening at the Badger Bar East Main Street in Marshall beginning at 11 a.m. on the 9th. We'll be giving people chances to win tickets. Plus, one lucky winner will walk away with a pair of VIP upgrades. It all starts at 11 a.m. at the Badger Bar East Main Street in Marshall on September 9th. You can find more information at thefarmwi.com.
9: When's the last time you reviewed your motorcycle insurance policy? You should call Prairie Land Insurance.
12: When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local independent home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251 3009 Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best,
3: Our best is the, the very, very least we can do. do.
1: You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed, until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system the battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing.
3: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
12: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
3: Benjamin Plumbing.
1: Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam
0: Youngke. Hey, it's time again for Checkoff Chats, brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars and our friends at the Wisconsin Beef Council. Don't forget beeftips.com or Wisconsin Beef Council on social media and also our partners at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Barns. They are happy to be a part of the Checkoff Chat conversation. Visit them at equitycoop.com for all your livestock marketing needs. Honestly, I wish I was visiting them today. We've got a delegation from our Wisconsin beef industry that currently are in Costa Rica investigating the opportunity for Wisconsin beef and beef in general in Latin America. Joining us is the president of the board and the beef producer herself, Val Gaffney. Now, Val, uh, you've got a pretty good representation from Wisconsin that are keeping their eyes open to the opportunities. Tell us a little bit about the specific event that you were uh, targeting as far as attending.
12: Uh, We are attending the Latin American Showcase. And it is hosted and sponsored by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. And uh, the Wisconsin Beef Council is a supporter of the U.S. Meat Export Federation um, through uh, some checkoff programs and some leadership opportunities we have with them.
0: Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you've been able to see, Val. First of all, have you ever been to Costa Rica before?
12: No, actually, so the Latin America... Promotion through USMEF is a long-term project with the Wisconsin Beef Council. We were here about five years ago into Guatemala, meeting with meat pro- um, processors, purveyors, importers, and so. Uh, and then in 2019, we hosted a group from Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, in the U in Wisconsin, and they saw our industry. And now this is our turn to come back to see. Um, the showcase All right. and and how their trade show works, and how the how the supply chain works
0: right now let's let's talk a little bit about the practical side of things. Give people a little example of some of the differences that you noticed coming from Wisconsin and being in country in Costa Rica. It actually starts right with the terrain that you're looking at, huh?
12: Oh yes, you know, we think the hills in southwest Wisconsin are big. Um, but you know, take Blue Mountain State Park and multiply it several times and put it within five miles of everybody. Um, it is constantly up and going up and down mountains and, um, people living on those inclines and making a living for their families, um, whether it be through coffee beans, uh, cocoa, um, bananas sugar cane or even raising pork and dairy products but also they do graze a lot of beef around here
0: well and that's the other thing they do graze beef but the type of pasture that they're working with uh automatically puts some limitations on what they're going to get doesn't it
12: it does and the type of cattle that survives here you need something that's disease resistant um and um, parasite resistant, um Because those cattle are out on hectares of land grazing. Uh, You just don't have the corn production or the forage production like we have in the states. They are the harvesters.
0: Well, and, you know, unless you lay eyes on it, it's kind of hard to really get your arms around the challenges that those farmers are up against. They have got to survive on the land they have because trying to get feed to those animals would just be cost prohibitive. So talk to me a little bit about the industry meetings that you've been able to tap into so far, Val. Uh, How is attendance? Uh, Give us a little sense on the actual meeting itself. So uh,
12: the USMEF was... They limited um, the showcase to 300 people, um, just due to the whole world worldwide situation. Um, so it really was an elite guest list that got to come. Um, each company or importer or you know meat processing plant um, was limited to having two people come, and um, and then the challenges of bringing product in. Um, I know a good friend of mine. She physically carried a cooler of beef with her from Chicago all the way here um, so that she had product to show at the trade show. Mm -hmm. And this trade show is up close and personal. personal. So she is sitting at the table with her product, and across the table from her is a potential buyer, whether it's um, somebody locally that will move their product to another to restaurants or grocery stores, or maybe they are that restaurant or grocery store that um, is, is ready to add uh, some Wisconsin beef to their menu.
0: Right. Now, Val Gaffney is along with us, by the way. They're in Costa Rica with a big gathering hosted by the U.S. Meat Export Federation trying to target Latin America as our market. Wisconsin's already had some relationships there, and now they're just continuing to forge forward. Val, let's talk a little bit about some of your, uh, you know, like I said, you're visiting, you're noticing things. You guys had a chance to go to the grocery stores. Let's draw some comparisons between the grocery stores we're accustomed to here in the United States and what they are seeing in Costa Rica because that tells the story of the challenges of getting Wisconsin beef there.
12: Yes. So we have done, um, we did a Walmart visit. We also did a uh, a supermark- supermarket visit that would be comparable to um, our higher end grocery stores where they feature Wisconsin or U.S. beef. Um, and it's been great to see. For my Angus and Hereford friends, you are well represented. Um, both both stores carry trademark products. Um So there was certified Angus beef there, and there was certified Hereford beef there. Um, And on the commodity beef side, it was really exciting to see. Um, We saw ribeyes that looked like they could be out of um, cattle raised in Wisconsin. So they have a different shape to them. Our Holsteins produce a different shaped ribeye. And um, that's the meat scientist and Amy Redund coming out that pointed that out, that that could be Wisconsin beef right in that freezer case that we are looking at.
0: So what are you noticing as far as getting more Wisconsin beef into Latin America? What uh, what issues are you encountering? I think you already alluded to one when you told the story about your friend carrying beef in.
12: Yeah. Um, so it's a big logistic challenge. Um, getting it from those those plants in Green Bay and Milwaukee, physically getting it to the ports in Miami, um New Orleans or Laredo, Texas, um, it, it it takes coordination, people power, um, that, but the, the most challenging piece I think we learned about yesterday was we need qualified veterinarians at all stages of that, um, that sign off on paperwork to make sure our documentation matches the box of beef in that truck. It's mind-boggling to think that we have a system that's still paper and pen that way.
0: Well, yeah, and like you said, uh, technology's got to match on both ends, so we've got to have it here, they've got to have it there. And even just uh, reaching some of the more remote markets once you get that product in-country can be a challenge.
12: It it can be. Um, You've been to Costa Rica and understand these people are... They're very much like the people we're around in Wisconsin. They're going to find a way to make a living for their family. And if they own land at the top of the mountain, and they might have a resort, a cattle farm, uh, a variety of things to earn a living and are very diversified about generating um, money for their family and uh, making sure they make a good living for their family.
0: Well, and we were also kind of laughing off air about the roads, the infrastructure, Uh, trying to imagine a semi-load of beef getting to some of the in-country locations that people have to understand that can be a challenge.
12: Oh, my word. Yes. We rented a car smaller than we should have had. Um, And we drove um, about two hours north to La Fortina, to the volcano, and And we saw the agriculture diversity on the way up there was incredible. We saw papaya farms, um, toured a cocoa farm. Um, Amy and I were most interested in seeing cattle operations and just the way, I mean, everything's high tensile fence, um, or a lot of it is, that's how they keep their cattle in. Um, And then there are loadouts in a lot of places, but, you don't know how that truck is really getting there. I can't. I can't imagine. I yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. They have uh, braver hearts than many of us would when it comes to some of those roads and the equipment they'll use. Well, Val, I hope that you guys have a safe trip back. And again, uh, Val Gaffney, joining us, president of the Wisconsin Beef Council, and they are. Uh, Part of a group in Latin America right now, Costa Rica specifically, looking at the opportunities and the logistical challenges that have to be met by the U.S. beef industry to continue to capitalize on those consumers there. If you want to see some pictures, you want to follow Alana on some of the activity, as always, beeftips.com or Wisconsin Beef Council on social media. I made the girls promise that they're going to post some of those pictures to give you a sense of what they're up against. And again, thanks to the U.S. Meat Export Federation for hosting the 2021 gathering. That's going to do it for this version of Checkoff Chats. Again, with an international flair, thanks to Val Gaffney and staff, brought to you courtesy of your beef Checkoff dollars. Remember, beeftips.com, Wisconsin Beef Council on social media, and our partners at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Barns. Happy to be a part of the Checkoff Chat conversation. Visit equitycoop.com for all your live.